Hello, hello. You are listening to a brand new episode of Tide Pod, my friend. And I am beyond excited, like when am I not? Because today we are joined by Graciela Razor, is a spiritual guide with a sense of humor. So we're not dry around here. She is an intuitive energy healer and human design reader. She believes that all women, not just the yogis and the raw vegans, are entitled to a life that makes their soul happy. Graciela supports her clients in growing their authenticity, spirituality, and purpose so that they can cut out the conditioning that weighs them down and start living in a way that really lights them up. Now, I've got to tell you, I feel like, and Graciela can chime in here, but I feel like this episode has been in the works for like a long time. I don't think I've ever told you this, friend, but like when we started chatting in the DMs, even before I asked you, I was like, oh yeah, she's going to be on Typod one day. Like, we're going to do this and we're going to dive deep and talk about human design, especially how it relates to leadership and building and leading these businesses that we love so much. Hi there. Thanks for tuning in to Thai Pod, a podcast crafted by Tiana Thai to help you purify your purpose in business, love, and life. Whether you're an entrepreneur, dog mom, we're just getting started. You're bound to find value as Tiana dives into meaningful topics each episode. So settle in, turn up the volume, and welcome your host, Tiana Tai. I've got to take just a quick second to ask you for a serious bit of support. TIEPOD would not be possible without your reviews, your comments, and just all of the positive feedback that we've been receiving so far. So if you haven't already, please go on, hit subscribe to make sure you're not missing out on any of this good and free content, and also be sure to leave a review. You may think that I'm not looking at them, but I swear to you, my friend, I read every single review and it just makes my heart so happy. So if you haven't already done so, Hit pause, leave a review, and then let's get back to the goodness. Before I keep rambling and fangirl a little too much, Graciela, why don't you introduce yourself? Tell us a little about about your journey and how you landed here today. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for having me. I just have a huge smile on my face over here because I, of course, had no idea that I would be on the podcast. And I'm so, so thankful to you for inviting me. But now looking back, I can see that, of course, this was in the works. The universe wanted this to happen. And spirit has a funny way of working. And I'm so, so glad that we're getting to connect about one of my favorite topics and my specialties, human design. I think most people haven't heard about it. And I think that as you listen to this episode, you'll just find that it's such an amazing tool that you're going to be able to add into your life to just learn more about yourself and start showing up as the person that you really are as, as Tiana said in my bio, kind of under all of that conditioning. And a little bit about me. I am a spiritual guide. I grew up as a spiritual person. I'm from California. Hello. And it's something that's been close to my heart for a while. I'm also half Mexican. And so kind of like to play with the culture um, in my lineage around that as well. 
Now, I say I grew up spiritual, but I haven't always been this person that shows up as a spiritual guide in the world. I actually come from a corporate background and kind of pushed that side of myself down for a few years and had to really take a journey back to myself. I think a lot of us can relate to that, especially maybe if you're in your mid-20s, late-20s, early-30s. There's a lot of transition around that time and a lot of just getting back to what feels good. I know a lot of people in my life and my clients are in that experience now for themselves as well. So human design was really one of those tools that helped me do that. And that's why I'm so, so passionate about sharing about it. I learned about it a few years ago on a podcast. So maybe someone's having a similar experience today to mine. I certainly hope so. And studied it for a few years before I became a reader myself, which I've been doing professionally for the last year or so. And I will stop there because I know everyone is dying to know what human design actually is. Yep. Like, please break it down for us. I always say, like, break it down like I'm a, I don't know, a second grader. You know what I'm saying? Give us give us the details about what exactly that means. <laughs> I love that. And this is this is very esoteric, very high level spiritual work, but it can be broken down very simply and very actionably. And that's what I'm here to communicate and do for you all. So human design is a modality for self-discovery. It is not a personality test. It's actually quite like astrology, which it does pull from. And in that you, there's no test that you take, there's no information that you enter. It's actually just based on your natal chart. So that's your birth chart. And you pull that up using your exact birth time, date, and place. So the idea is that you came here as this unique, beautiful, amazing soul with all of these gifts already attached to you and these ways that your energy likes to operate. And that is your highest self. So I want that to sink in for a moment. You came here already as your highest self. There is no reaching outside of yourself for that. It's already in you. And so our job is just to get back to that version of yourself that was so whole and complete and had a way that your energy liked to operate. Like think back to being a little kid and just feeling so free and feeling so strongly that you had these urges and these desires and inspirations that you wanted to follow. And there was no outside conditioning holding you back from doing that and kind of just expressing yourself in the way that was dying to be expressed through you. So we're really getting back to that core version of you. And that's what human design shows us through your natal chart. So you can pull up your own natal chart, and I would love for you to do this as you follow along to this episode. So go ahead and hit pause if you need to, and then come back. But you can actually pull up your natal chart all on your own. So I'm a reader, and I interpret the chart, but everyone has access to their own natal chart. There are a number of chart calculators online. The one I like is mybodygraph.com. So go ahead and pop over there. And like I said, just enter that birth date, time, and place. And that's all you need. And that will pull up this chart that will look a little crazy to you. I'm not going to lie. You're not going to be able to read it necessarily, but you will see 
some terms that we'll go through today and some things that are jumping out at you. And I know that you'll just feel this importance to the chart. When I first looked at my chart, it just felt so important and like the page was speaking to me, even if I couldn't really understand it yet. I'm telling you the first time because you are the one who led me to mybodygraph.com as well. And by the way, I had to like harass my mom to figure out what time I was born. So for those of you who are going to have to harass your parents, no worries there. But um, I remember looking at my chart for the first time and being like, whoa, what does all of this mean? And thank goodness you guided me just a smidgen in terms of look for this phrase, look for that phrase, so on and so forth. So I am really excited for the Tipod audience to get to dig into this a little bit. So um, I know that once they pull up their chart and whatnot, weren't you going to cover what the five types are for us? Give us like a little sneak peek into that. Yes, sneak peek. So when we talk about human design, The easiest entry point into it is the five energy types. And so when you see, think of astrology where we all go around knowing our sun sign, like you'll say like, what are you like? Oh, I'm a Libra. I'm a Leo. We all kind of know it. It's easy to absorb. And one day I think human design may be like that with the energy type. Because the energy type is really the most accessible way to learn more about your human design and really start living your human design. And the idea behind energy type, and if you're on the chart, just look for the word energy type. Just look for that phrase and that's what um, will pull up your own energy type. There's nothing to look into for that. It'll just be right there on the right-hand side of the page. And the idea about energy type is that we all come here with this aura that surrounds us and kind of carries information about how our energy likes to interact in the world, right? So you can bump into someone and you can feel having none of this knowledge, you can kind of feel how their energy is working with yours, if it's different, if it's similar, if maybe they have a bigger presence, or if their presence feels a little bit more like airy and spiritual. So you can feel into those things naturally. We just have that ability. And human design really gives us the blueprint to read into that energy, that aura body surrounding us. And your energy type will be the easiest way to tap into human design in order to create more flow in your life. So human design tells us that when we are using our energy in a way that feels good and feels really natural, how we came here to use it basically under all the conditioning and the shoulds that we've learned, that's actually what's going to work best for us to get what we want in the universe and to show up as our best selves and to just feel really good in our lives when we're operating our energy in a way that is innate to us. And so there are five energy types, and I'll just go ahead and break those down quickly at a high level. The first energy type is a manifester, and they are a little more rare. So they're about 8% of the population, and they're a little more rare because they come here with this very leadership type of vibe that they're projecting. They have the biggest aura out of all the types. So this person, you can't help but feel them when they walk into a room. And they're kind of here to have this vision for how they see the world and to carry out that vision. They don't need to really 
wait for any sort of invitation or anything like that from the universe to engage, they're able to kind of just have this really spontaneous, big energy and go after whatever it is that they envision. And they do need some help along the way. They do need some rest along the way, but ultimately it's up to them to carry out their big vision for the world because the world needs that from, from them. They need their, um, their really divine urges that are speaking through them. So next type is the generator. And a generator is not going to have quite as big of an aura as the manifester but the aura is going to be a lot warmer. So there's something very sparkly and loving and warm and juicy about a generator energy. Um, It's more of that person who's like such a good team member, so supportive. And I do want to say they could be a leader as well. Like I don't want you to hear anything about human design and feel held back by it. These are just the archetypes that we kind of fall into, but everyone can be a leader. Everyone can be creative. Um, So this information is never meant to limit you. It's really just to uh, expand your mind so you can use your your unique imprint in a way that really feels good. And so back to the generator. They're really here to love what they do and do what they love. And that's it. It's so funny because we hear about that all the time, right? That's a phrase you've heard before. But have you really internalized it if you're a generator? Are you really living that life? And the reason that it's so important for generators to live in that way, to really just do the things they love, is because they're actually creating energy for everyone else when they do that. They're kind of like the backbone of earth and they're generating energy, that good vibes type of thing that you feel flying around when they're doing what they love. And so we'll talk a little bit more about what happens when they're not, but I just want you to keep that in mind as something to really strive for. The next type is the manifesting generator. And so obviously that's a combination of the manifester and the generator. And these people have a tornado of energy. They have the biggest engine out of all the types because they have those spontaneous visions, those big visions like the manifester. And then they also have the power to get it done, like the generator who can just tap into doing what they love and then do it well and do it all day. And so a manifesting generator is someone who also needs to follow and do what they love, but needs to recognize that that may shift. So because they have that spontaneous side to them, like the manifester, they're constantly going to be getting new ideas and going to be interested in new things and following a path that maybe looks a little different. It's way more of a zigzag than a straight line. And so the magic for them comes in allowing themselves to really be spontaneous and to just get lost in what they love even when it doesn't totally make sense. So saying, hey, I'm really into tennis this month. And then the next month, it's like, no, now I'm really into reading tarot cards and I don't need to do tennis anymore. So kind of letting themselves be free and spontaneous like that. Now we have two more energy types and these two energy types are 
they have a little bit more of a flowy, airier energy to them, and they work a little differently than the others. So it's not so much about output with these guys. It's more about perspective and how they see things. And so the first of those is going to be a projector. And projectors are really here to see into systems and people and notice room for improvement and kind of be able to provide this perspective that other people just can't. So they're fantastic at um, reading into people, right? They'll be able to pick, they'll be able to pick out when you are not quite doing something in alignment or they'll be able to give you advice on just this little tweak that would really improve your life. And they'll be able to do the same thing for projects as well. So they have really amazing insights, but their energy is again, much softer. And so they need a lot of rest and they need a lot of time alone to develop those insights. It's a very different way of operating in the world than the other three types. You can just feel that, right? It's a lot softer, um, less pushy, uh, and they can absolutely do what they love and create and all those wonderful things as well and be spontaneous. But for them, the magic really comes in mastering whatever it is that they see differently and then becoming the expert on that topic and having people seek them out for that information. There's a lot of work with being seen there that we'll talk about. The last type, the last energy type is the reflector. And they're only 1% of the population. So they're super, super special. I am lucky enough to have a best friend that's a reflector. And I say that because if you have a reflector in their life, in your life, you're going to be able to get such wisdom out of them. Reflectors are constantly, they're called reflectors because they're constantly mirroring back information about their surroundings and environment and turning that into wisdom. So they're super, super sensitive, super empath, and they have the ability to really absorb the personalities and traits and gifts of the people around them, of the places around them and make that super efficient and turn that into a new thing that people just haven't seen before. Because of their sensitivity, it's critical that they be in environments that feel really good to them and surrounded by people that feel really good to them. So they need to be with someone who's really bringing out the best in them. And they actually want to be kind of at the center of the community, reflecting back all of that wisdom that they have learned to the people surrounding them, supporting them and inviting them. And that is a high level crash course in all the energy types. But I'm, I'm so curious to hear your thoughts, hear anything that sticks out, and of course, learn what energy type you are. Ooh, let me tell you, having all the thoughts right now. <laughs> And it's it's kind of fun because it's one of the because like you said, it's not, you know, some personality inventory where you're inputting information. It's really about that natal chart. So it's kind of fun to know that I I may have an inkling what some friends and close people are, but I can't guess not in the same way that we tend to guess with other things like Enneagram and whatnot. So that was very interesting to hear about. So let me give you the tea. I am 
I believe, a manifesting generator. And I did do the birth chart and I do have my accurate time. So that should be right. (laughs) (laughs) I love that for you because you have that warmth to you, but then you also have those big, big visions. Mm -hmm. I definitely, uh, it resonated when you were talking about kind of that the spontaneous energy, but like it resonated more when you were describing it with the manifesting generator, because although I will say it, I don't know, it pops up a lot in terms of idea generation. And like, I have a list of things that I'm like, my business will do it and I want to do it tomorrow, but we're not going to be crazy and try to do all the things at once. Um, But I did notice in my personal life with personal interests, I do jump a lot as well. So I'm the type where, you know, one week I'm super into space. I know so much about black holes. It's it's weird. (laughs) And my and my husband's just like, okay, I guess we're going to learn about space and black holes and galaxies this month. And then the next month I'll be like, I think I really want to learn like how to write Egyptian hieroglyphics. That sounds cool. (laughs) So it's interesting because I've allowed myself, especially in that personal capacity, I've allowed myself to bounce without like feeling too bad about it. A hundred percent. And I love that you've let go of the guilt around it because I think that's where a lot of MGs struggle. But what's so important to know about that is that nothing in your life that you're interested in is a waste of time, particularly for MGs. Like everything for you is either a gift and you're getting something out of it and you're going to go down that path and it's giving you something or it's some sort of lesson that you needed to learn. So nothing is a waste of time. Absolutely. And I I would just like validate that even further because personally, I always feel like I'm pulling stories or lessons or something, whether it's from the hobbies with (laughs) learning about space or it's hiking or whatever. It always circles back and somehow it does always actually impact my business in some way or another, which is pretty interesting. A hundred percent. It's like being this full human instead of just feeling like there are parts of yourself that you have to cut off. Like MGs are so multi-passionate and that comes out in so many different ways from them. And it's just so, so important that they not stifle that creative energy. I'm telling you, because when it's stifled, it ain't no fun. I have to take a moment to thank the sponsor of today's episode, Primally Pure. Y'all, I'm not going to get too deep into this, but I've tried a lot of natural deodorants and my husband disapproves of 99.9% of them, but not my new Primally Pure Charcoal Deodorant. I have been so excited to share this with you because I have been testing it myself for three full months before I decided that it was worth sharing. This is absolutely my hands down favorite natural deodorant and I've tried at least five or six brands by now. And even better, it can be your new favorite too. You can get your next order for 10% off by using the code TIANA10. That's right, T-I-A-N-N-A-1-0, and you're on your way to your new favorite deodorant. And hopefully your significant other will approve of this one. (laughs) So before (laughs) I just like bulldoze the conversation and make it all about me and my MG family, I would love if we could pivot just a smidgen and really start diving deep into these five different types, but specifically through the lens of leadership. Are we ready to dig into that part of our convo? 
so ready. I think there is so much that you can take away about each energy type and actually apply it to your life. That's why I love talking about human design because it's not, this is not meant to just be these concepts that you hear about and then you forget about, you never actually live. It's really meant to be actionable information that you can apply to every part of your life. So I get a lot of people coming to me and really asking for my help in crafting their businesses in a way that feels more aligned for them. But I also love to share that this works for your personal life as well. Like it works for your relationships. It works for leadership kind of in your home, you know, not just in your business or in the world. Um, It works for personal relationships, personal development, like even your relationship to spirituality. So this is a very holistic view of you, but it is so fantastic for breaking down your business and actually taking it in a direction that feels aligned and that's going to feel a lot more flowy rather than sticky. Yes, I love that. And I think this is going to be interesting as we dive into like some nuances with each particular type, because you know me, like I'm always looking at business through the the people lens because that's what I do. Right. So I'm always thinking about building that team and embracing that leadership journey and all of those things. But one thing that we always say is it is not going to look the same for you as it does for me. Right. The team that I will build that will feel good and feel supportive of my business is not not the one that you're going to build. And it can't be because you're a different person. So that just like it all came full circle when you were describing that to me. I'm nodding my head so hard right now. (laughs) It's like about to fall off my neck. (laughs) Yes, I love it. Okay, we're going to get into the good stuff. So where are we going to start with the manifester? Yeah, let's start with manifester. And Obviously, this one is kind of the easiest one to apply to leadership because I already said a huge pillar of being a manifester is stepping into that leadership role. And so for these folks, leadership should come pretty naturally um, unless there is some conditioning around that, which I'll, I'll save. But yeah, this is going to it's going to feel really good to you to be a leader if you're a manifester and know that the universe is kind of calling for that from you. Also know that you need to be the type of leader that really moves our society and your community forward. So, being a manifester is not about seizing power, it's not about stomping on people, it's not about, you know, being inconsiderate you before the rest of the world. It's actually stepping into the type of leadership that you've always wanted to see in the world. So, what does your ideal model of leadership look like? Um, how are you pulling your people into leadership as well? It's super, super important that manifestors, given their spontaneous nature, actually take the time to incorporate their teams and the people under them and the people working alongside them into those spontaneous moments and actually kind of let them know, hey, you know, I know this was the direction we're going in, but I had this vision and we kind of need to shift it a little bit. And, you know, here is not necessarily giving a reason for why, like that can be really intuitive for you, but just making sure that everyone is on board and everyone feels like they're actually a part of what you're building. 
It's really, really important for manifestors to actually inform their teams of those big decisions, of those direction changes, and of their big visions overall, because you want to really invite your people into building with you, not building for you. Oh, my goodness. And let me say, because I've, especially in this space, come on, in the entrepreneur space, particularly this little like online bubble, there are a lot of people who are super visionary, right? And so as you're describing the manifester as a leader, I'm just thinking about this concept of, like you said, let's communicate to them that like, this is a big part of who I am, right? I am a visionary person. I do have a lot of intuitive ideas and and things that are really going to move the needle forward. So like work with me on that. And, you know, I don't know if you agree with this, but sometimes it's like, okay, maybe we want to have a team member who can also kind of like rein us in or at least prompt a (laughs) gut check. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) That's something I've heard come up a lot. Have you heard of that? I love that. I love that. And manifestors, like they don't have to take feedback all the time. Like you don't need to live your life just expecting feedback and like tweaking yourself to fit that feedback, but certainly be open to feedback. This is not a permission slip to just like go crazy and leave everyone in the dust. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, at least like let's communicate, bring them along the journey, as you said, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay, so did did you have more goodness to add or can we talk to the generators a little bit? Let's talk to the generators. So this type of leadership and business mastery is going to look so different from the manifestor. And one thing I want to talk about for generators right now, because I'm seeing a lot of it, especially in the personal development and spirituality spaces that we play in, I want generators to know that it's okay to take their time with building a business and with stepping into leadership. It actually feels really good for generators to pick that thing they love and then to put work into it slowly over many years until they're getting to a point of mastery. Now, that's not to hold you back. That's not to say like, oh, don't start anything if you're if you're not a master yet. Like, Don't jump into it. It's just to say that like, a foundation is going to feel really good for you. And I don't want you to, if you're a generator, let anyone rush you on your journey. Don't lose sight of just doing what you love because chances are you picked doing this, this business or stepping into this role that you're stepping into because you love it. And that's your number one, that's your number one guiding light in life is just doing what you love. So don't let anyone rush you. Don't make them feel like you're behind. Like don't make them feel, don't let them make you feel like, oh, you need to quantum leap. And if you're not quantum leaping, like you, you're not living your best life. Actually, your best life is just doing what you love and like letting things be a little easier for you. Like the universe will reward you so greatly if you truly just get caught up in doing what you love and mastering your craft. Yes. Oh my goodness. And I keep thinking about different clients. And again, I'm not guessing what anybody is, but I keep thinking about different experiences as you're describing this, right? And when you're talking about the generator taking their time, I was getting a flashback because, you know, I've had clients who move quickly. 
And in this space, a lot of business owners move super quickly. There's a lot of hype around, you know, I scaled my business in six months and I now have a team of 10 and we're making a million dollars. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I've had clients who are like, I want to hire one person and I really don't want to hire anybody else for like a while. And I'm like, that's that's great. That's okay. As long as you know that and you're comfortable with it and it makes sense for your growth and for your standard of you know, forward momentum. I love that you said that. Right. I love that. I love that so much. We have to treat everyone as an individual. And here is where where I'll just drop that like Beyonce is a generator. Meryl Streep is a generator. Like such fabulous people are generators that just chose their thing and said, I am dedicating my life to this. And I just know the success will come because I love it so much. And so know that that's possible for you if you're willing to lose yourself in what you love. Yes. And also that just like made me think of the fun fact about how long it took Beyonce to put together that performance, you know, Mm -hmm. and what did they say? I think she worked on it for like six months or maybe even longer. And people were doing like memes about it in business because it's like, you know, you're so pressed to build a multi-million dollar business in like a year. Meanwhile, the queen literally took six months to rehearse one performance, guys. Like <laughs> we, we can take our time. We can. <laughs> I love that. I am stealing that reference from you. That is amazing. And it just illustrates it so perfectly. Absolutely. And I think we would all agree she is an absolute freaking expert at everything she does. So Mm -hmm. she took her time and did it well. (laughs) Okay. Mm -hmm. So let's dive in about ah, yours truly, the manifesting generator. I'm so curious. (laughs) Yes. So I love when manifesting generators kind of play on their natural leadership skills and then play on executing. And where I will say one thing, to watch out for, you will feel like you can do it all if you're an MG. Like you're going to feel like, well, I could do it all myself. So do I even need help building my business? Like actually, I'm just so good at all these things that I'm going to take them on and do them. I want you to take a step back. (laughs) I feel, wait, I feel so seen. And it's so (laughs) ironic because the line of work that I got into is all about building the team. But FYI, I do have that internal dialogue all of the time. (laughs) Yes, yes, because MGs are so good at so many things. You have the ability to really master things very, very quickly and then move on. And then that key, though, is in that moving on. So don't feel like you have to hold on to everything that you're mastering. Like, let it be passed along. Let yourself grow in different ways. I think I'll go back to, again, just how important it is to know that your path may look different than the path laid out um, for you by others. Because maybe you have, maybe you bought one of those like big box courses about how to implement your business and start it up. And it's just like not feeling right for you. Like the steps aren't working. You're skipping steps. You're going back to things like you're pulling from outside of the course to really move forward. Um, And that's because of the unique way that you operate. And so really just honoring that and 
going back to what feels good for you, right? Because you also have to really dedicate yourself to doing what you love. It's just that that may shift a little bit. And know that you're such a natural boss and such a natural doer and that you really are such a powerful force. And that's in business, in family, personal leadership, just staying confident in that powerful nature that you have throughout the twists and turns that your life will take you on. So just letting go a little bit, being a little less controlling, maybe if you're a manifesting generator. (laughs) I'm smiling. Okay. I won't get into it. You're just speaking to my heart right now. I love to like gently read people mm-hmm. and <laughs> and just yeah, I got my eyes on you. <laughs> it was such it was such a gentle read, y'all. It was just like a warm hug and a sis. I I see what you're doing out there. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, okay. Let's gen- let's gently read projectors next. <laughs> all right. Well, this one I gently read all the time because I am a projector. So I have to constantly be catching myself and practicing what I preach. And so this is, you know, it's challenging too, because projectors operate so differently than um, many of the other types. But for projectors, I will, I'll share another fun celebrity example, because I think it really helps illustrate leadership from projectors. Obama is a projector. Um, And yes, we, we... That just made me happy. I didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. So think about the leadership style that like Obama was bringing to the table, like so different than what we have seen from many leaders in the past. So much more gentle, um, lighter. His perspective on things was so different. Like he came in in 2008 uh, with this message of hope and change. And it was so different than anything we'd heard, but it just resonated. And we we wanted more from him, right? So that's really important for projectors. Like you want people to want more from you. You want to show up so confident in your message, in seeing things differently, that people will just start to invite you into things. And so we really invited him into stepping into that higher leadership role. Um, We invited him into the presidency in a way that felt very authentic and aligned. Um, Even now, I think that people are always saying like, well, what's Obama thinking about this? Like, we need to get Obama's perspective on this, even though he's like Mm -hmm. a little bit more like withdrawn now and and doesn't go into the public eye as much. Like we're constantly looking for his take on things, his unique insight. And so if you're a projector, just kind of leaning into that and noticing how you see things differently and how you can really build on that momentum of showing up as this really embodied leader that knows their stuff. And then people will just want so much more from you if you are showing up in that way. But the first thing is that you must acknowledge yourself as that really expert. Mm, I love it. I love to hear it. So projectors, y'all are basically amazing, just in my personal opinion, (laughs) now that we have the example. Okay, so last but not least is our reflector, which is the really rare one, right? Super rare. 
Yeah. So I'm, yes, let us know if you're a reflector and you're listening to this. I always love to hear from reflectors because I don't that often because they're so rare and special. Um, so because reflectors can be so chameleonic, remember that their energy kind of shifts and changes based on their environment. Um, leadership can look really different and business can look really different from them. Um, they're really, really best served by finding a mentor that they feel totally aligned with and then letting that person's leadership style rub off on them. Um, so you're going to really mirror back whatever style of leadership you're closest to. So again, really, really important that you're surrounding yourself with the right people. Also important that if you're stepping into a leadership role yourself, that your team is really supportive of you, that you don't feel like bulldozed by them, that you kind of feel uplifted by them. And again, seen as that wise person that you really are. Ah, that is, I, I like this so much because the messages are not the same. You know what I mean? For each of the five types, that was different. I liked it. Yeah, they're so different. And I think that's my number one takeaway from human design is that we really are all special and we really are all unique. And each of us is needed to make this world go around. Like we need to show up differently. We can't just all show up the same and expect everything to work out from everyone. So you're actually doing a disservice when you show up out of authenticity. And it's really, really important that you get back to that, not only to feel better in your own body, but to help move your community forward. Absolutely. Like I was nodding my head over here like a mad woman. Oh, my gosh. All of this was so good. And it like makes me want to do like a whole series just like with each type and the whole shebang. It's so good. Okay. Can you, I'm getting excited, obviously. Can you? So excited. Maybe just like one major thought, major takeaway for anybody whose interest has been piqued and they really want to dive deeper into this journey. Sure. So of course, I would encourage you to look up your chart. That is the first thing. And to look at that energy type. I have a lot of resources about human design on my Instagram page. That's Graciela underscore razor. And honestly, there's not a ton of great information online about, um, about human design, just being super, super honest there. Some of the information that you'll find about it might um, be confusing, or it can use this language that's really hard to decipher. Um, so I love just finding someone that you connect with in this space and following their advice on Instagram. Of course, if you want to go another layer deeper, I recommend getting a reading with me, that is going to blow your mind. It is not even scratching. It's like what we've done today is not even scratching the surface of what's in your chart. There are so many other unique gifts that you have, so many other lessons that you came here to learn, so many strengths that you can play on that I would just love to tell you about, about yourself. And of course, you can get a reading with me. That's on my website, grasscalarazor.com. And just continue to learn, start to put these things into practice as well. Like really just whatever you heard today that resonated with you, just start putting it into practice and notice if anything changes in your life. Notice if anything feels a lot easier or if you're feeling like the more authentic version of you and 
then just start to build on that. I know we are on information overload right now, but I really feel that human design for you is going to be the right information in your life that you need to start living in a way that just feels a little better, a little more authentic. And who doesn't want to live more authentically and in alignment with who we actually are at our core? Like, That is the beautiful message overall. So Graciela, I just want to say thank you so much for feeding into the Tidepod community in this way. I'm sure many minds were blown today. Um, And I feel like you've you've already told us the places to find you. So I will just wrap this up by saying thank you. And FYI, y'all, like your girl is planning on getting a reading. It's just on the books, but we are going to make this happen. And I'm so grateful that you joined us today. Oh, thank you. I cannot wait to peek into your soul, to peek into the soul of anyone listening and just continue to share this information. So thank you so much for having me and for allowing me to speak my heart and truth about it. Absolutely. Thank you for being here.